0: here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters.
3: Walter, Walter.
0: Welcome inside Armed American Radio's Daily
2: Defense. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom on the Fort Worth Armory, mic in this second hour of today's national broadcast in the Sig Sauer Studios. Gotta love that. All of it presented, as you just heard Jim Barto say, by X ex- oh Peter Reef, I should say. Peter Reef, yep. Peter Reef, yeah, we're screwing that up. It's okay all of it presented by that great company X in Well, you know, it's been a long month. <laughs> oh, it's boy, crashing has it, down. Has it ever? A lot of travel and a lot of great things. And I say a long month. Greg, I don't really think it flew by, honestly. It did. So quick. And when I say long month, I don't mean long in terms of time. I mean long in terms of Just continuous Second Amendment related, no breaks, traveling, airports, all that stuff to get to these amazing events. Yep. And, you know, you do that. You come back for three days, go right back to air, and boom, you get back on an airplane. You do the same thing again. And I want to take this opportunity now that that travel is over for all of these fantastic events, that being the Gun Rights Policy Conference, that being the Car Arms Rod of Iron Festival back-to-back, and then back-to-back-to-back, the the fantastic Sig Sauer event. Mm-hmm. for Freedom Days, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, and then culminating with back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back with the Daniel Defense event uh, just last night. My wife and I left this morning at about 9 o'clock and got back in time for the show and had a, just a fantastic time. So I don't mean long in terms of, wow, the month seems... So it flew by, but, oh, good heavens, w- 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 some of the things I was privy to see Oh yeah, relative to our right to bear arms and here and the dedication from some of these companies to our rights is is at a level i've never seen before dare i say that all right money being put where our mouths are to support our right to bear arms and as i mentioned it was kind of funny i i you know if you've never heard mark robinson speak maybe during a break we can grab that two minute clip of him do you remember when he spoke who is mark robinson he's the he's the sitting lieutenant governor of the state of North Carolina. Well, how did he get
3: that position, Greg? Do you remember? Let me think. Let me think. Because it's uh, he just got elected in uh, 2020, correct?
2: Yeah, the, the, the video came from 2018. Let me just throw it out here. He showed up at a city council meeting in North Carolina. Now, he's born and raised in Greensboro, North Carolina. I know the area well. He and I were talking about it at dinner. We ate at the same barbecue place, Stamey's, probably crossed paths. At some point over the years when I was living there also. a uh, very famous barbecue joint in Greensboro. And ooh, barbecue. Ooh. Wish I had time to get that going today. That's a whole mm. of conversation. Maybe that we'll do that tomorrow on a beautiful sunny day. Because tomorrow will be downtime. Computers are going off, phones are going off. Period.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. In that respect, it's been a long month. We're we're gonna we're gonna shut those down. Uh re energize. But he, he took his time because he was sick and tired. Town council was talking about banning guns or some nonsense that city councils really can't do. But you know how they are, right? Yeah. Big homeowners association glorified HOAs, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, not going to happen. And he had four minutes to speak. And he got up in front of that microphone completely unscripted and laid out the most eloquent talk about what it means, the Second Amendment and our right to bear arms in a way that people hadn't heard in a long, long time. Coming from a guy who went to a city council meeting. Guys, this is how it's done. Maybe you're the next Mark Robinson. Mark stood up when he was introduced last night. He said, because we played that speech and the place went crazy, just like they did at the the city. You You can't hear it and not just get excited about it. You're listening to a true patriot coming from the heart. And he stood up after a you know, rousing applause and and standing ovation after that, and he was introduced by Cindy Daniel, and he got up in front of that microphone. He and he started explaining how this happened. And he made it very clear. He said, guys, when I stood up at that event, he said I didn't have a hundred bucks in the bank. He was doing whatever job he was doing. He said, but I had to go down there. And the video you just saw has been viewed Two to three hundred million times. Correct. Wow. Talk about viral. Yes. That's with a capital V, baby. Yes. This thing went ballistic because it touched a nerve from a citizen who stood up. And it, here was the beauty. That's why I say when and I've heard Mark speak many times. He didn't trip over a word. He didn't have a piece of paper in front of him. And I leaned over to my wife last night and I said, after he was done speaking, he never looked at a piece of paper. He stood up in front of that microphone and gave about 10 minutes of eloquence and explained what patriotism means, what the Second Amendment means, why it was written and why he will never waver ever. And of course, people came to him and said, man, you need to run for office. And he said he sat with his wife. They talked about it. This is something that had never occurred to him. And he ran for lieutenant governor and he won. Guys, let me tell you something. As far as Mark Robinson's concerned, I think you're witnessing what's going to be, what could be a a fantastic career. And he's not a politician. And he stood up there and made it clear, Greg, politicians hate me Mm -hmm. because I ain't one of them. Never will be. I say things they can't stand. I speak the truth. And to hear him talk about it was incredible. You know, it was part of what got people really riled up. Of course, we're at Daniel Defense, right?
3: Manufacturers of some of the best M4 AR15 platforms in the world. You know, he 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 spoke from the heart, and oh. he gave a direct speech at that city council meeting. And I was just thinking, as you were uh, as you were talking about it, it would be amazing if, in some election cycle in the future. We saw a uh, Mark Robinson, and I am forgetting the lady's name. That is the Lieutenant Governor of Virginia that ran with Glenn Youngkin. She's the former Marine. She escapes my, my
2: name. She escapes me now, but I can picture her. I'm looking at her right now. She's wonderful.
3: Yes, and she's she's a big two A advocate. Uh, Spears, Spears, Spears I, I forget her name. Anyways, we'll get it. during. The break. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's a you know, the
2: thing listeners, yes, you know, the exactly. Thing. It's been,
3: you know, the, you know, the you thing. know, the thing. Lots of names to remember that I have on the top of my head. But anyways, it would be a great ticket to see both of them run as Republicans uh, for a national office. Boy, I got to tell you um, when he uh, Greg, maybe we can
2: find that it's out there everywhere. Obviously, I'm, I'm hopeful we can get that during the break. I'd love to play that for listeners. And here's why. Because Mark is going to be on the program th- very soon. <laughs> okay, let me put it that way, as as well as Collian, uh, who will be here also. But when he stood up at Daniel Defense, makers of the very guns, not by brand, but type of firearm, demonized by the leftist goons and loons out there. And he said, and he laid out, he goes, this AR-15 y'all talk about isn't. A military weapon. It's a semi-automatic 22 caliber rifle. You'd have to be a fool to go into combat with that thing. You wouldn't last 15 minutes. Yeah. So stop with the crazy talk, and off he goes. It was beautiful to see. Brilliant to watch. And he laid out, and he said, and he said it last night, dare I say, he said, I'm going to tell you what the purpose of the Second Amendment is. You know what it is. They know what it is. We all know what it is. And he said, and dare I say, one of them, one of the reasons we have a Second Amendment is if our government gets too big for its britches there. And he will never waver from that. And he isn't afraid to say it to anybody who's listening and even to someone who isn't listening. He's going to make that statement and he will never waver. He will never falter ever. And it was just uh, it was a real honor to be able to watch him speak. I, as I've done before, I said before, and I'll continue to say this, there are you know, there are great speakers out there, right? Winsome Sears is the name of the Virginia. Winsome Sears, yep. there you go. Yeah, she's wonderful too. Good heavens. What a breath of fresh air in Virginia. You got a good one there. Absolutely. <laughs> you got a good one. And when you have powerful, powerful voices for the Second Amendment like that, it's hard to lose. It really truly is. And I want to put this in perspective because we do get gaslighted all the time. We are winning. We have three Powerful Supreme Court decisions upholding the Second Amendment in various aspects. It's done. They've lost. We win. And again, I I'm going to take this to the break because last night after the event, I was chilling out on the couch in the in the embassy last night, and my cousin Vinny was on, and another line popped up, <laughs> and it, that's when he's sitting there playing the attorney for the kids, right, being charged with killing the store clerk. You remember that scene? Yep. yep, yep. Uh, he's in the prison when the one guy wants to use the public defender and and uh, and, and they're a ter- what's his name? i not his name's escaping me. That's how tired I am. Oh, come on. We know who you know, the thing who, who I almost said, Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, and I don't
3: know why that short guy's <laughs> on my mind why. as well. I'm stuck with Danny DeVito. We're talking <laughs> Joe about Pesci, Joe
2: Pesci. Yeah, Danny DeVito, Joe Pesci. Well, they sound alike. You know the thing. But he says, look, the prosecution's case is a ho- is a house of cards. It has to be. Because you didn't do it. It's the same thing with the Second Amendment that dawned on me last night. Their, their gun control schemes are nothing but a house of cards. Why? Because we have a Second Amendment and we all know what it means. And they're losing. That's why they're losing. We'll be back right after this. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Welcome back to the show. I did. I did visit Daniel Defense yesterday. Not the .com, but Daniel Defense. Grabbed me some really cool swag, too. Some Daniel Defense shirts, Greg, and a really nice pullover. Awesome. When are you going to send me mine? And I, well, I don't know, soon, <laughs> soon. With your next watch I send you, I also yeah. have some amazing SIG stuff and some car stuff. I mean, just, you know, sure. Maybe those trips are worthwhile when you get some of the great swag. And the jacket that I got from SIG and the hat is just, phew, yeah, great stuff. All right, we're going to, let me let me open with this. Welcome back, first of all. Uh, I'm on the uh, Fort Worth Army mic for you. Mark Walters filling your prescription for freedom, as I do every day in the SIG Sour Studios. All of it presented by that great company, X-Insurance. Don't settle for good enough coverage when you can get the best. X-Insurance has you covered. It is my personal opinion, and I'm talking about in my lifetime. And I look back at some great speakers, right? And there's a bunch of great speakers out there. But politically, I hate to have to give credit to the first one, but you have to. I don't like the message, but Barack Obama was a fantastic order. Yeah, he could read a he, pro- he, teleprompter really well. Well, he could read a teleprompter, but he he knew how to inflect his voice. He knew how to project what he was saying. He could convince people of things. He was a great speaker, still is a great speaker, I'm sure, because he's still around. Uh, He's he's very, very good at it, very talented. And in some people like that, what makes that talent is, is that it's natural. Barack Obama didn't go to classes to learn how to do that. He has that gift. Ronald Reagan had that gift to be able to hold an audience in my lifetime, right? Yeah. Ronald Reagan could do the same thing. And he did it in a, he was in a folksy way. And he was wonderful at it. And then when we hear Mark Robinson speak, what you get from Mark is pure natural. And I'm going to play three minutes from him right now. If you've never heard this before, I'm warning you, the hair on your neck is going to go up. Take a listen to Mark Robinson speak.
0: I heard a whole lot of people in here talking tonight about this group and that group, domestic violence, blacks, these minorities and that minority. What I want to know is, When are you all going to start standing up for the majority? And here's who the majority is. I'm the majority. I'm a law-abiding citizen who's never shot anybody, never committed a serious crime, never committed a felony. I've never done anything like that. But it seems like every time we have one of these shoots, nobody wants to blame, put the blame where it goes, which is at the shooter's feet. You want to put it at my feet. You want to turn around and restrict my right constitutional right is spelled out in black and white. You want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself from some of the very people you're talking about in here tonight. It's ridiculous. I don't think Rod Serling could come up with a better script. It does not make any sense. The law-abiding citizens of this community and many communities around this country, we're the first ones taxed and the last ones considered and the first ones punished when things like this happen. Because our rights are the ones that are being taken away. That's the reason why I came out here today. Gun show or no gun show. NRA or no NRA. I'm here to stand up for the law-abiding citizens of this community. Because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You can take the guns away from us all you want to. You all write a law. I follow the law. I'll bring my guns down here. I'll turn them in. But here's what's going to happen. The Crips and the Bloods on the other side of town, they're not going to turn their guns in. They're going to hold on to it. And what's going to happen when you have to send the police down there to go take it? The police can barely enforce the law as it is. That's what I see. We demonize the police, criminalize and, and, and vilify the police, and we make the criminals into victims. And we're talking about restricting guns? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that when the police department's already hamstrung? You're not going to be able to go down here and take these guns from these criminals? So the criminals are going to hold on to their guns. They're still going to have them. They're still going to break at my house, and they're still going to shoot me with them. And guess who's going to be the one that suffers? It's going to be me. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, it is not going to happen without a fight. And when I say fight, I don't mean shots fired. I don't mean fist thrown. I mean I'm going to come down here to this city council and raise hell just like these loonies from the left do until you listen to the majority of the people in this city, and I am the majority, the majority of the people in this city are law-abiding. And they follow the law. And they want their constitutional right to be able to bear, to bear arms. They want to be able to gun show, go to the gun show and buy a hunting rifle or sport, a sport rifle. They're no military-grade weapons sold, sold, uh, sold at the uh, gun show. An AR-15 is not a military-grade weapon. Anybody that would go into combat with an AR-15 is a fool. It's a semi-automatic 22 rifle. You'd be killed in 15 minutes in combat with that thing. So we need to dispel all these myths, and we need to drop all this all this division that we got going on here. Because the bottom line is, when that Second Amendment was written, whether the framers liked it or not, they wrote it for everybody, and I am everybody, and the law-abiding citizens of this city are everybody. And we want our rights, and we want to keep our rights, and by God, we're going to keep them, come Amen. hell or high water.
2: Oh, wow. Was I
3: right? You were absolutely right. I got goosebumps listening to the man. Absolutely. And you know what? Listening to that again after, I mean, that's a four-year-old speech. It's all still very pertinent today. More so than it was when he gave it. And I
2: want to make this very clear to you listeners. That was pre-COVID. Yep. That was pre-COVID. You hear him talking about vilifying the police. That was pre-COVID. That was pre-BLM. That was from the heart. That was from a man who felt it in himself to go to that city council meeting and get his
3: four minutes in front of that council. And did he ever. And he just stormed off and left the rest of his time to just expire while everybody marinated in that. Marinate in it. He silenced that room. Now,
2: that speech is now known as the I am the majority speech. And Mark stood up last night. He said, I had people. He said, I didn't have 100 bucks to my name when I did that. And he said, I had people come to me and say, you should be monetizing that. He said, absolutely not. I didn't give that speech to make a million dollars. I gave that speech from the heart. Because people need to know and people need to hear. This is one of the most genuine human beings I've ever met in my life. And I had the distinct honor of sitting next to him and Kali Noir and my wife last night at a dinner table. And the conversation was just phenomenal. Mm. He is what you heard right there. It is in him. He is passionate. And it comes again. What makes a speaker so great is the natural ability to inflect and to get that point across. He he didn't have he didn't have a piece of paper in front of him. He did not. He didn't didn't look at a thing. You were watching it while you were playing it. Mm -hmm. He he had nothing in front of him. It all came from his mind and not just his mind, but it came from his heart. And that's why he was able to get that point across, because that's what the man believes. And when you believe these things, you can talk about them like we do on air. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to go back to that My Cousin Vinny again. Because he's right. It is nearly impossible to argue your perspective. And that's what that is, Armed American Radio listeners. That is your perspective. And your perspective, as as we have told you for years, is the right perspective. You are on the right side of what isn't even a debate the debate ended december 15 1791 we'll be right back following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, Defender Coffee, by the way. <laughs> boy, could I have used a couple cups of that this morning. I had to settle for the, the little packets in the hotel room this morning, right? Ooh. And Defender Coffee, yeah. Oh, boy. I missed it this morning. I really did, because I do. I start every day with it. DefenderCoffee.com, promo code AAR. Support the businesses that support what you're hearing today on Armed American Radio's Daily Defense and the MonsterCast coming up on Sunday and six days a week. All of our great partners make it all happen. We're in the Sig Sauer Studios. We're on the Fort Worth Armory microphone. All of it is being presented to you today and every day by X Insurance. Six amazing days of radio with discussions like this. That speech, Greg and I were talking during the break, dissecting that. It's just brilliance. It's utter brilliance. And you can't teach somebody how to do that, right? No. What came to my mind, just something so stupid as watching a movie to unwind yesterday in the hotel room after a long day, was when I heard Joe Pesci, playing the attorney, in my cousin Vinny say, the, the, the prosecution's case is a house of cards. It has to be. Because you didn't do anything. Therefore, it has. that's what gun control is. It's just a house of cards. Because you didn't do anything. You, the law-abiding citizens, that, that's what Mark so eloquently said. As law-abiding people, he was making the point. We follow the law, and all you do is attack us as law-abiding citizens. And I did find it fascinating that a lot of what he was talking about, imagine if that were post-COVID, right? Oh, yeah. But that was pre-COVID. That was 2018 when he gave that speech. Greg, just the platform you looked at had, uh, what, just 635,000 views just on that one? That's correct. Yep. Yeah, he, uh, he, told, he told the audience last night that that, that, that clip has been viewed between two and 300 million times. And that warms my heart. Because you heard it, listeners, If you, many of you have likely heard it before. If you have not, I'll probably likely play that again on Sunday, and we'll be reaching out to Mark. He's looking forward to coming on the program with us and having this discussion with us, and I'd really like to keep him for a solid hour. I, Greg, I just turned the mic over. Okay, here's where your breaks are. <laughs> Take it away. Greg will tell you when to come in and out. I'm going to go drink some Defender coffee and come back at the top of the hour. Yep, there we go. He's, he's that good. He is that good. But natural ability to speak like that, and and I'm I'm just going to be so honored and thrilled to bring him to the program. Been waiting for a long time to do that, but waiting for the right time. And I think now's the right time. As the left continues to push their nonsense, Mark's voice out there with the platform that he now has is just incredibly, incredibly important. I, I think you agree with that, Greg.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I I really appreciate Mark's uh, speech then, and I haven't heard uh, uh, the speech. I don't think it's going to be published from Daniel Defense, but he's got some other scorchers out there that are on the Internet that are really good. Well, how do you argue that? How does the how does the loony left
2: argue those points? It it goes back to what I was just referring to in that stupid clip from the movie. Mm -hmm. So you know what they do? They ignore it because they can't argue it. Yeah, it's best they can do is ignore it. Walk away. That's just another lie of omission. Ooh, guys, that's going to be tough to argue with right there. He's got everybody fired up, and he does, and he did, and he does now today. And what he does now is even greater than what he did then because of the platform that he now has today. And he's in high demand. Well, i tell you what. Put him at the top of any ticket. He's got my vote. In fact, that was a topic of discussion yesterday. I even mentioned it when I was talking. I said I'm not going to follow that. I can't follow Mark Robinson like that. So I'm not going to follow him. I'm just going to tell you some other things that are going on. But look forward to having Mark on the program. I'll let you know when. I'll give you some advance notice. I don't want to do it this weekend although I could because I do want to give you some advance notice. And I want to get some information out and give him the biggest possible audience on a Sunday monster cast that we that we can. And then that will be an hour that we will likely replay. At some point, because it's that important. And I can promise you now it will be that powerful. What you heard on that tape, you will hear on the microphones. You will. It's impossible not to with him. What is some of that other news that's out there right now? Let's go to New York. This is part of what I mentioned last night. Greg, I don't know if you know this or not. These these thing was happening in real time yesterday. But the Second Amendment Foundation, Mr. Gottlieb was on the program, you know, filed suit, as we mentioned last week in New York. To halt. The the and to stop this just incredible continued attack from New York. I have to be careful when I talk about it, because it is just so these people are just so rotten to the core. You have to wonder, how do you wake up every day and say this and do these things and act like this? My God, grow up. You're lost. Suck it up and move on to something else. You goofball commie. But Second Amendment Foundation filed suit because that's what the Second Amendment Foundation does. And I'm talking about banning carry in places of worship. That would be your church, your synagogue, your mosque, wherever it is you go to worship. Judge blocks New York ban. Keep in mind, these pastors were able to carry and have been for a long time. And the Second Amendment Foundation case is so important. The headline reads, Judge blocks New York ban on concealed carry in places of worship. Greg, did you ever expect it to happen that fast? <laughs> <laughs> no. I kind of did in this one, only because I know Alan and I knew where they were going. And again, it's that house of cards that we were referring to. Yep. They can't possibly win this because they're wrong. A federal court judge in Buffalo granted what we refer to as a TRO, which is short for a temporary restraining order, in a case filed by the Second Amendment Foundation challenging New York State's new concealed carry law, and specifically the part that declares the state's places of worship as a restriction, is unconstitutional. That's what the SAF did, filed for a temporary restraining order. Ample Supreme Court. Take a listen to this from uh, District Judge John L. Sinatra, Jr. Love the name. Sinatra, yeah, Jr. that's a great name. Isn't that great? Judge Sinatra, Jr. Love that. Ample Supreme Court precedent addressing the individual's right to keep and bear arms from Heller and McDonald to its June 22 decision in Bruin dictates that New York's place of worship restriction is equally unconstitutional. And the Second Amendment Foundation reminds us that the order, the temporary restraining order, is effective immediately and prohibits enforcement of the provision. Here's what Alan Gottlieb had to say, and no doubt we will talk with Alan about this in greater detail on Sunday's program. Alan is quoted as, we're delighted with the quick action by Judge Sinatra, We believe this law to be wholly in violation of not only the letter, but the spirit of the Supreme Court's decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin. For those of you who might be new, that is the latest Supreme Court Second Amendment victory handed down that Thomas wrote for the majority in a 6-3 decision on June 23. Now, joining SAF in that case, which was, by the way, known as Hardaway v. Bruin, again, was the Firearms Policy Coalition on behalf of Bishop Larry A. Boyd of Buffalo, and Reverend Dr. Jimmy Hardaway of Niagara Falls. Gottlieb said, as we noted in our petition for the TRO, the temporary restraining order, Reverend Hardaway has almost always carried a firearm for self-defense on Sundays and at services on the premises of the churches he has pastored. New York has now stripped Reverend Hardaway, Bishop Boyd, and other New Yorkers of their ability to defend themselves should the need arise at their places of worship. The restrictive new statute prevented both men from doing so. Well, guess what? Here's the sound of a whack upside the head with a rolled up copy of the Constitution, yet again to the foreheads of the leftist goon loons. There it is. And that's the judicial dare, Greg. Here it comes again, bro. Go ahead and appeal. Go on. Mm -hmm. We want you to. You're going to lose. Why? Because of that proverbial, and I'm metaphorically speaking, that house of cards that I was just referring to from the the goofy movie from 1993. uh, Very prophetic statements that we can apply to today. And in this particular case, a Second Amendment case, they can't win. You didn't do anything. It's all a house of cards, and we've been calling gun control a house of cards for years. This Bruin decision will tumble these phony gun control laws from these hate-filled anti-American people, un-Americans, I used to call them and still do, as soon as it gets to court. We'll be back.
4: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Back to the show indeed. Final segment. Uh, Greg Day, Friday today, right, as we're Uh, live? Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. 48 minutes after the hour on a Friday. Pretty sure. And it's 48 minutes after the hour. Here's the cool part about that. No matter what time you're listening to the show, it's still 48 minutes after the hour if you're listening on air. That's pretty mm-hmm. neat, huh? I think that, that funny, varies if you're
3: listening to the so podcast. Well, I'm talking about if you're listening on yeah. the air. You're catching us live Radio on an affiliate.
2: You're yep. listening on an affiliate live, or if you're catching it on a delayed broadcast later in the day, it's still 48 after the hour. It is. Funny how clocks work like that. Mm. I've got another victory. Now, first off, before we go to the next victory from SAF, can you see SAF victory? SAF victory. How do you, oh, see, we could make a cheer. How do you spell victory? S-A-F. S-A-F. How do you spell victory? S-A-F. Now, that's going to stick in your head tonight, listeners. Oh, no. How do you spell victory? S-A-F. <laughs> wrong, no, wrong. How do you spell victory? S-A-F. There you go. That's good. <laughs> oh, it has been a long month. <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> it has not long in a stretched out sense. Just, Just a lot of stuff going on. A lot going a on. very... Yeah, it's one of those deals. I won't tell you what event I go to. Suffice to say, it was not one of the amazing events I went to. But there's one event in particular that I do every year. And when I get back on the airplane, I go, damn, 362 days. And I got to do that again? Yeah. And it comes like this, just like that. It's that fast. Now I look forward to it. But uh, so let's let's knock that other one out. We we closed out the last segment with Wapush. You know, you. you it, while, during the break, I was telling Greg, it's street lingo. Let's use street lingo. Stay down, you're beat. Now, that's from a movie, Cool Hand Luke. Remember that? George Kennedy knocks down Paul Newman in the in the famous fight scene, right, in, in the movie Cool Hand Luke? And that's where it. he earns all of his respect. They become good friends in the, in, the, in the work camp prison, right? And after he knocks him down, Paul Newman just keeps getting up and coming back for more. And Kennedy says, stay down, you're beat. And what happens? He gets back up. Kennedy knocks him right back down again. That's another great analogy. This The left just keeps, they won't stay down, even though they're beat. That's why we do this every day. And what are we going to do? We're going to beat them every single time. What happens when you get up? B-E-A-T. <laughs> oh, man.
3: Oh. Uh, how do you spell victory? S-A-F. You know what, Mark? I think it's about time for it. That's T-A-Y-W-O-D-N. S-A-F. <laughs> State He's loony, folks. We've got to wrap. It's done. The Second Amendment. We still have five. But go ahead and cut it off. That's fun, right? All right?
2: Here's what I heard in the car today. You're going 95. I don't know what you're talking about.
3: What are you talking about?
2: So's everybody else. That was my excuse. I'm just going with the flow of traffic, and I was. Let me tell you something, guys. If you have ever driven Interstate 16? between Macon and Savannah, you know, funny, my son was heading to Hilton Head with his girlfriend and her family. And we have that 360 app, you know, where you can see where the kids are? Yep. And I pulled up the app to see where they were on their drive, and there was my son's little head cruising down Interstate 16 at 86 miles an hour. I'm like, wow, Hmm. his girlfriend's dad's got lead foot. Hmm. Until I just drove 16 again. And if you were doing 85, There were minivans passing you, Yeah, and that's hard to let happen when you're in the AAR vet. So I digress. You're going 96. Oh, no, I'm not. You just sit over there. It's all good. Speedometer ain't even halfway up. Mm. Let's talk victory, right? SAF, Illinois State Rifle Association, victory in Illinois Floyd case. Every time we talk about SAF, we have to talk about victory. The Second Amendment Foundation confirmed today its federal lawsuit, this was yesterday when this came out, against the Illinois State Police. Guys, see if you remember this. If you're a longtime listener, you'll remember. If you're new to the show, we'll explain it now. The Illinois State Police, it was a lawsuit that compelled the Illinois State Police, the ISP, to hire additional personnel in order to clear a backlog of applications for firearm owner identification cards. Now, those FOID cards, that's where the FOID, firearm owner ID, they're going to be going by the wayside soon. New Jersey's got them. I think California's got a version of them. I don't know. Uh, Illinois is famous for their FOID cards. And what is a FOID card? You have to seek permission from the state police to get a card before you can even go buy a gun. And in many cases, you have to get that card specifically for the gun you want to buy. It's nonsense. None of it will survive Bruin. None of it. It can't. Because they're wrong. Go back to that other movie quote. That's how we win these things. But during there was a a backlog of these. State law requires 30 days. They were out to six months. And then what were they doing? Blaming COVID like every other leftist. In 2020, according to Mr. Gottlieb, when the COVID-19 pandemic hit, or at least they told us that, restrictions were put in... Oh, that might get me banned on Facebook. I do apologize. Oh, well. Disclaimer. Restrictions were put in place in Illinois... That caused the ISP, the Illinois State Police, to completely fail in its statutory responsibility to process applications for void cards in 30 days. However, the state was taking up to six months, as I just mentioned, and sometimes longer, guys, to complete the entire process. The result, get this, Illinois citizens were completely denied their ability to exercise their Second Amendment rights because they couldn't get a permission slip from the state police. Now, let's go to the Bruin test. Do you think Paul Revere, before he took off on any of his rides, had to stop to their version of the Massachusetts State Police to get a FOID card because he wanted to buy a new gun
3: for his ride, Greg? I mean, it's just lunacy to even think about it in those terms. Yes, absolutely. Asking the the law enforcement for you to be able to exercise a right. I need to go to the state police office and talk to barracks commander
2: so-and-so so so I can get a FOID card to buy a gun. It's nonsense, out of the box. You know it, I know it, they know it, the state police know it. At the time, the state police, quoting from the SAF press release, the PR, the presser, at the time, the state police said pandemic restrictions prevented it from hiring additional staff to process applications while the agency updated its system. Of course. Uh Uh-huh. Uh huh. How lame is that? My own probate judge in the state of Georgia before we went constitutional carry using covid as an excuse, stopped signing concealed weapons licenses or Georgia weapons carry permits during covid. Why? His fingers didn't work. He still signed marriage certificates and marriage licenses.
3: Oh, I bet he still held arraignments via video, so. Yeah, well, you know what we did? My wife sued his ass. And won. Didn't
2: even have to. They dropped it before it could even get that far. An Obama judge said, well, my wife really didn't lose her Second Amendment rights because she could still carry a gun in a box unloaded, or she could still carry a rifle, to which our response was, are you telling my wife it's okay to walk into the, uh, you know, Kroger or, Publix grocery store with an AR-15 strapped over her shoulder. Have you seen my wife? She's not going to do that. But she could. I mean, I could do that right now today. I live in a free state, ladies and gentlemen. If I want to do that, I can do that. But we sued. And guess what? The judge realized that we did have standing, and the Second Amendment Foundation wasn't going to back down, and we beat him. He capitulated. That's how you win these things. How? Because you're right. We're right. We knew we were right. My wife knew she was right. Even the Obama judge knew she was right. The probate judge knew he was right. So he set up a process and procedure for people to come in by appointments. Okay, there you go. Guess who the first appointment was? My wife. Guess whose name they recognized? Oh, Walters V. U. Okay. That's how this is done, ladies and gentlemen. You stand up and you fight. And when you do, when you're right, you will win every single time. And if you get beat in a lower court, you're going to beat them in the next court. It's that simple. We'll be back on the Sunday Monster Cast. My weekend begins right now, yours too. See
0: you on the radio.